My people, my people, how are y'all doing today? Good morning to all my brothers and sisters of Jehovah Jireh all over the world. The Lord God has been good to us, even when we did not do or say everything that the Holy Spirit told us to do or say, and God still provides. He provides us with breath daily. He provides us with strength to be able to move our feet, our legs, our arms, our hands, and our necks. Each day he allows us to rise. When you are tempted by something or someone, you want it more than you want him. He will provide the way of escape if you are not already dead by the wickedness you have done in his sight. Even when he allows you to be tempted by the evil one, you will not be tempted beyond your ability. Which says that you are more stronger than you know. Or as Romans 8.37 says, In all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You may ask yourself or say to yourself, Then why allow us to be tempted in the first place? The reason for that is to test and see who your faith lies in, God or man. When you are in the season of being tested, you should run to the Lord God in prayer that very moment when the temptation is happening to get the Holy Spirit instructions on why not to get involved in your own desires because your own desires can produce sin and sin is in the thought and not the action because the thought comes before the action. James 1 14 and 15 says from the ESV 14 but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires 15 then desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown brings forth death the lord god has provided us with instructions to not get involved in sin when temptation reveals itself the word of the Lord God comes from 1 Corinthians 10, 6 through 13. Let us pray. Lord God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray that you will be in control of our thoughts, Lord God. Every time that we would think of something, Lord God, that may be our own desires, Lord God, that we will come to you, Lord God, for the right instructions, Lord God, for the right thing to do. Or even before we think, Lord God, even before we embark on anything, Lord God, that we will come to you in prayer, Lord God, to have your super on our natural, Lord God, because we know we can do nothing without you, Lord God. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you will not allow us to act off of our own desires. Lord God because that is idolatry Lord God because when you are not in it Lord God it's just what we want to do Lord God not what you want us to do Lord God and not your will for our lives Lord God Lord God I pray Lord God that your mighty angels will protect us Lord God but that your Holy Spirit Lord God will direct us Lord God that will give us instructions Lord God on what to do and how to do it Lord God and also what not to do Lord God 
God, that his warning will come forth, Lord God, before, Lord God, we embark on our own desires, Lord God, but that we that we will always come to you and consult you for your desires, Lord God. And I thank you for everything that you're doing, Lord God. I pray that your word will go forth, Lord God, and impact your people in a mighty way, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. To start off verse 6, Paul tells us that these things took place as examples for us that we might not desire evil as they did. The Bible is our instruction manual in life on what to do and what not to do. Who our foundation should be built on and how the structure should go up. But the thing that sticks out more than anything else in this verse is that we might not desire evil as they did. Even though you are saved, there is no guarantee that you will not desire evil as they did because this is a heart matter. Proverbs 23:19 says, as in water, face reflects face, so the heart of a man reflects the man. You cannot allow desires of abominations to take root in your life because you will start to see the fruit that is not pleasing to the Lord God. If you do not repent for those abominations, the Lord God will throw you out with the trash and consume you with fire. The sin starts with a thought, then the action comes. But before all this happens, it begins with the heart of the man or woman. The Lord God allows the test so he can do open heart surgery on you to get you to see those things that are desires of the flesh and not of the spirit. Galatians 5.17 says, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. We must not test the Lord God, nor have any other gods before him as they did. See, the Lord God gives us what we need before he gives us what we want. The Israelites had a wanton craving for meat in the wilderness, so they put God to the test in the desert. The Lord God gave them manna to hold them until they made it into the promised land. God was giving them what they needed instead of what they wanted. It was a fast to trust. If the Lord God gave us everything we demanded, who would be in charge, man or the Lord God? As soon as he did not meet that demand, what would you have done? Grumbled and ran off like they did? When God knows he can trust you with a little of anything, then he will give you much more because he knows that you are trustworthy with the little and can be worthy of a lot. Also, he knows those that are genuinely for him and those that are putting on a front 
to use him for their own selfish gain. Next, verse 7 says, Do not be idolatrous as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Paul here is reiterating what the Lord God told us in his commandments to not have any other gods before him. If you put your trust in any person, place, or thing more than you trust the Lord God, that is idolatry. Matthew 6:24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will devote to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. I will add people, spirits, or anything else that is man-made or demonic, not of the kingdom of God, as some of them were not. Exodus 32.4 says, And he received the gold from their hand, and fashioned it with a graving tool, and made a golden calf. And they said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. You must have nothing to do with idolatrous, because if you do, isn't that saying you go along with what they believe? Aaron, Moses' brother, carved and formed the calf for them, and this was not pleasing in the eyes of the Lord God. Just sitting here, Looking at the text, my question is, why didn't Aaron stand his ground with the people of Israel? If things had gotten out of hand with the people, he could have prayed and asked the Lord God to keep him safe while Moses was getting the Ten Commandments from the Lord God. After all, the Lord God is omnipresent everywhere at all times. You cannot fear people who all of a sudden want to change who they believe in when the Lord God is not responding to their every need. The Lord God is always allowing a test to happen to see if we will run to him or if we would forget him and ask another person like they have the answers. This could have been the moment for Ern to prove his faith was really in the Lord God. What was he going to give up or sacrifice to show where his loyalty lies? An example, things have gotten out of hand in life and the leaders of this world are asking you to pick sides. The body of Christ or what they say is right. What side are you going to choose? Back to it, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose to play. The Israelites were flexing in the face of the Lord God, who just freed them from bondage and crushing the Egyptian army in the Red Sea. They got up the next day and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and had fun afterwards like that golden calf led them there. They are showing us what not to do. And still, some of you still rely on people, places, and things like they did it for you, not the Lord God. Next, the word of God says, we must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. 
To all the married and single people out there, the Lord God is being clear here. We must not indulge or give in to sexual temptations that may stem from generational curses that happen throughout our families. Meaning unlawful lust, rape, molestation of children, women, or men, and not to cover someone else's wife. 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Your body is a temple. It's a holy place where the Holy Spirit dwells, and you do not want to defile it by engaging in sexual acts the Lord God never intended for you to be involved in before marriage of a man with a woman. Even when you are married, the Lord God never intended for a man to be with another man's wife or a woman to be with another woman's husband, nor for a man to marry another man or a woman to marry another woman. Notice the Holy Spirit says through Paul in 1 Corinthians 6.18, flee, as in resist the devil and he will flee. And the way you go about doing that is in prayer and meditation of the word of God to rebuke those spirits in the name of Jesus. Matthew 16:19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I'm going to give you one more. Matthew 18, 18 through 20 says, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. When you have a personal relationship with Jesus, or if you do not, you may want to start to pursue him because trying to break that chain on your own will not be easy. This is not just a physical stronghold, but a spiritual one as well. You may be dealing with old school demons your parents and grandparents dealt with. Also, 1 Corinthians 6.15 says, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? In the last part of 1 Corinthians 10 verse 8, here comes that line again to warn you of what not to do and what to look out for as some of them did. Numbers 25 1 says, while Israel lived in Shittim, the people began to whore with the daughters of Moab. The Lord God is saying here, do not just hook up with anybody because you do not know how they live their lives or who they worship or what they worship. Those spirits that you entertain will jump on you and change your ways if you let them. 
you must continue to pray and rebuke those spirits from around you. Next, the Holy Spirit says through Paul, and 23,000 fell in a single day. When you start to worship idols or other people, places, and forsake the Lord God to worship their gods or a God you made up, like it did it for you, that's when you start to see people dying from plagues and things similar to that. I believe the Lord God allowed COVID to happen and many of the other diseases to happen because his people are worshiping everything else instead of putting him first. You may worship your spouse and answer to their every need like they make it happen for you. You may worship that job because you feel like you made it in life or you are always working in that business that the Lord God gave you. When was the last time you gave that much attention to the Lord God? When was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you studied the word of God to get insight from the Holy Spirit? And the last time you worshiped the Lord God. Next, Paul says, we must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents. Putting Christ to the test would be you saying, why did you draw me out of the world where I was cool doing me to lead me into salvation through Christ and to go through more than I was in the world? For I can do nothing living for you because I have to live a righteous life. I hate salvation through Christ. You have to be out of your mind to say that or incredibly stupid because the reason why you do not feel anything or feel like you're going through more when you are in salvation with Christ because when you were in the world, you were dead. You were spiritually dead to the things that you are going through. But when you come to salvation through Christ Jesus, you are then made aware, you are then alive to the spiritual attacks that are going on in your life. And you are made aware of things that you did not see when you were in the world. That right there is putting Christ to the test to allow you to have a more enjoyable relationship with him, but spending time doing what he set you free from. You cannot live for Jesus and be in the world too. You cannot see what is greater in your life that you have with Jesus versus being in the world. As a babe in Christ or even someone that has been in Christ for a long time that is just a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, you cannot see because you do not have your spiritual eyes yet. All you can see and feel is what you're going through. You cannot see how it is changing you. But also to us who do have our spiritual eyes, we sometimes forget that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he uses those people that are closest to us to uh, allow things in our lives to happen. And we forget that it's just a spiritual war that's going on. 
because the devil do not want you to uh, you can read the word, but he don't want you to apply anything in the word. And when you see these attacks just going on and on and on, you forget that the Lord God allows these things to happen in the moment. So it's not just babes in Christ and those who've been in Christ for a long time who are not hearers of the word and doers of the word, but it's us as well that are hearers of the word and doers of the word that forget that we are in a spiritual battle and this is not just physical but it's spiritual so many of the things that we are going through are spirits and we have to again bind in heaven bind on earth as the lord god binds in heaven and loose on earth as the lord god loose in heaven those spirits that we are dealing with spiritually and also the reason why we may forget is because we are emotional beings as well men and women are emotional especially to to something that means something greatly to us that the devil uh taps into to allow us to become emotional unaware of what's going on so he uses those things to get us flustered in our minds and just to react instead of staying calm and thinking of the word and, 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 and praying in that time to analyze the attack that's going on and to pray to the Lord God within to have his super on our natural to keep us calm and to keep us thinking of the word and praying against that attack that is happening. So it's a lot of things that goes on. It's a lot of things that the devil is uh, working, but the Lord God allows that to happen to also build us to also have us to run to him also the lord god's ten commandments does not mesh with your current lifestyle in flesh so you believe and would call it this living for christ thing does not fit you well like it is a piece of clothing that you put on and take off he is not a genie in a bottle the israelites tried that with the lord god in Numbers 21.5, it says, And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. They put the Lord God to the test in their hearts because he did not accommodate them like they thought they should have been. How many of you are sitting there with that perspective or know someone with that perspective? Psalm 78, 18 says, they tested God in their hearts by demanding the food they craved. Testing God is not just with food. It is you not being satisfied with what God gave you and you thinking it is not good enough when you believe you can do better than what God has provided for you. It is not good enough for you that the Lord God has given you what you needed instead of what you want. Next, Paul says, and we're destroyed by serpents. Keep testing the Lord God and he will send fiery serpents to bite you. And only the Lord God knows in what variation he will send them to take you out. Numbers 21.6 says, Then the Lord God 
sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people so many in israel died well this is the end of this part of god will provide the way of escape the continuation of this word will be out in a few days but i pray that you have gotten a lot out of this word you now can identify the things that you are not to do and the things that you should do and how you should pray to bind and loose those spirits that are in your life but this is be more like Jesus, together empowering all mankind, faith walking, faith talking, team Jesus, I'm out.